Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. You cannot spend your way out of a recession. We're not going to be in a recession. We are not in a recession now. Gas prices have declined by an average of 66, 66 cents. To protect individuals that have been impacted by monkeypox, it's really important that we do not use this moment to propagate homophobic or transphobic messaging. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views. It is Tuesday. So all over the news today was uh, the story that Tony Dow had passed away. Tony Dow, the older brother in Leave it to Beaver, Wally Cleaver. Uh, Turns out, though, that his wife, Lauren Dow, uh, came out today and said, that's not correct. He's in hospice. He's not doing well. He's got cancer, and he's in the twilight days of life, but uh, he has not passed away. So, uh, yeah, if you think about it, say a prayer for uh, Tony Dow as he slips into eternity. North Carolina Senator Tom Tillis plans to vote in favor of a bill in Congress that creates a federal law protecting same-sex marriage. And interracial marriage. Now, they got to put interracial marriage in this. This is out of the News and Observer, by the way. they got to put interracial marriage in there to equate interracial marriage with gay marriage, as if that's on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, Tillis said, I'm prepared to support it. Uh, in fact, he came back and said, let, let me make it real clear. I am supporting this bill. Now, there are a number of... Uh, Republicans in the Senate that have come out. The question is, will they get 10 senators to get over the 60-vote threshold? Um, Tillis defended the bill's text, saying, if you look at this, it's a sincere codification of the current law. Well, it's the current uh, – listen, there's not a current law. There's an opinion (laughs) by the Supreme Court. In fact, the current law is called the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act. And basically, this law does the opposite of the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which was signed into law by President Bill Clinton. Chucky Schumer is going to present this to the Senate in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure he's counting heads. I guess they're on a – aren't they on vacation here the next couple of weeks? I know. It's normally in August, so yeah, that's right. Yeah, But when they come back, that's probably one of the first things on the agenda. Which I Uh, think the country fares better when they're on vacation, honestly. Thank you. (laughs) John Stone Street wrote an interesting uh, op-ed on his uh, Breakpoint piece, uh, The Respect of Marriage Act, he says, is anything but. Uh, Five Republican senators have indicated they will support the bill. Portman, Collins, Tillis, Murkowski, and uh, Ron Johnson. Is that who – Ron Johnson is supporting this? From Wisconsin? It says Johnson. It says Johnson. (laughs) doesn't give the last name. I would be shocked if that was Ron Johnson. I'd be highly disappointed if that was Ron Johnson. The bill would replace the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which was signed into law by Bill Clinton. It would also shore up and extend the impact of Obergefell versus Hodges, the landmark Supreme Court decision that overturned marriage laws in dozens of states and enshrined same-sex marriage as, quote, the law of the land and redefined the institution of marriage by judicial fiat. Codifying a redefined understanding of marriage, something this bill fails to define, will only incentivize local governments and activist groups to use state power to suppress dissent. There are no conscience prohibitions uh, protections in the bill. There will be none added. 
though we were assured by advocates of same-sex marriage that no one would be hurt by someone else's union, a growing number of bakers, florists, web designers, and others prove otherwise. I mean, this is where the problem is going to come up. Um, they're they're going to say, okay, this new bill is uh, going to be fine, and all it does is allow to uh, codify what the Supreme Court has already said so that they cannot undo it, as, you, as we talked about earlier. Uh, Clarence Thomas has also said um, concerning Obergefell that it's probably a good idea for the for the uh, federal government not to get into marriage laws. Let's send that back to the states, just as they did for Roe. It, it doesn't mean that it's going to be outlawed. It means let the states decide. And uh, with that, everybody went bananas thinking, oh, they're going to undo what has already been done and uh, just like they did in Roe. Well, they'll send it back to the states and they can decide whether they're going to undo it or do it. But bottom line is th- there are not going to be any kind of uh, – and they've said and Schumer has said there's not going to be any exceptions so bakers can say, you know what, I don't want to bake a cake for a, homos- for a gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Or a florist cannot say, you know what, go go to another florist. And it's not as if these people cannot get the services they want. Again, they want you to celebrate and affirm what they are doing. The idea that uh, somehow if this passes, we'll, we'll live in kumbaya, if Tillis thinks that, he's being very, very naive. He's opening up a can of worms. I, I mean, the other thing, too, is – a healthy marriage with a husband and a wife is the, the, the best setting to, to raise children in. Sorry if you disagree with me. I, I, I know it, that is not always possible. I mean, we live in a, in, in a sin-fallen world, and I know there's a lot of single parents out there that are doing the best they can. I'm just saying, ideally, that is the best, that is the best formula for a healthy family. And would when we have something like this that it's it's not just going to be okay this is neutral ground this is going to be step 1 to to allow zealots to continue to push their agenda that you're going to have to come in and approve uh, approve what they want mm-hmm. well you know the modern day democrat party that's ruled by <clears throat> extremist progressives you know it's not enough that the opposing view, you can't say, okay, I disagree with you, but, you know, hey, I disagree with you, but live your life the way you want to. That's not good enough. No. You have to agree with my yeah. way of life, end of discussion, and the hell with everything else. That's the modern-day Democrat Party. Not only agree with it, but affirm it and celebrate it. Affirm it, celebrate it, and if you don't, then I'm going to demonize you, I'm going to uh-huh. counsel you, I'm going to do everything there is to ruin your life. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the way they do on every single issue. I think this is just another attempt by the Democrat Democrats in Congress. I think Tom Tillis is just taking a bait like a rat. Um, with with cheap cheese of, hey, here we go. Here's another issue we can just try to divide people, divide people, and try to say something that's going on that potentially can happen that can't happen and just and get, you know, get pointers, get on CNN about it. And by the way, CNN, out of CNN, uh, vulnerable GOP Senator Ron Johnson signals he would vote for same-sex marriage. Wow. That is really disappointing. And and I guess, you know, to that point, uh, you know, Wisconsin's uh, – you know, it's like a North Carolina, uh, Boy, if this is, Virginia. If, if this is not why we Ohio. need term limits, I don't know what is. 
I mean, look, I like Ron Johnson. I like everything he stands for. But if this is not why we need term limits, I mean, th- this is this is a great example of a guy who's in a tough race for reelection, and he drops his standards. Why? Because he wants to be reelected, and he's 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 pulling for votes there. Very mm-hmm. disappointing, and and extremely disappointing in in Tom Tillis. Yeah, maybe you know maybe they think uh, well, hey, this isn't a hill worth dying on for some other things, but. Um, <laughs> I, I just, you just can't – again, the, the modern-day Democrat Party, you can't – you really can't agree with them on any – because the, their ideas is not compromise. Their ideas is not meeting the middle on any issue. They're wanting you to get close enough to the middle so they can grab you by the nap of the neck and yank you to another side. That's, that's what the modern-day Democrat Party is. I would encourage you, if you're listening and you're agreeing with us, uh, I'd give Tillis a call. Let him know. Inundate his uh, office with phone calls. Let him know how you feel about this uh, Respect for Marriage Act. Anything but Respect for Marriage. (laughs) Really. Again, this is is a a building block on, on which societies have thrived for centuries. And we're tossing it out the window. Well, it's uh, it's just something they just need to. I mean, it's just not they don't need to buck on it, and they just they let just a few senators fold, and that and then the rest of them cave, uh, you know, cave like an avalanche. Yep. Daily callers reporting Joe Biden's Department of Health and Human Services moved to strengthen Obama era rules that would force insurance providers receiving federal funding for sex change procedures in a Monday rule change proposal again this is exactly what we we're just talking about so you know a few years ago it was okay you know if, if i want a sex change just just leave me alone now okay we're going to force taxpayers to pay for the sex change that's going to be part <laughs> of the benefits and listen you said well that's the insurance company um if they if this passes your insurance premium will go up you will be paying for this in your premium you'll be considered health care well, that's exactly what they're pushing. Yeah. It's exactly what mm-hmm. they're pushing. I mean, and the the most unpleasant-looking human being on the face of the earth, Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel, don't call me Richard Levine, wrote, it prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, and disability in certain health pro- programs and activities. You know, and again, they are trying to equate what is an aberrant lifestyle i'm sorry i'm not being ugly here i mean it is it is a a a highly different lifestyle they're trying to equate that with racism uh listen these these i'm sorry i disagree with the people that say they can't help it it's it's how they were born i I, these are these are uh, choices that people are making bottom line the rule would expand Section 1557 of the Affordable Health Care's ACA ban on sex-based discrimination to include gender identity, sexual orientation, and pregnancy-related conditions, including abortion, according to a Monday announcement. In practice, this would mean forcing health insurance providers to cover sex change procedures, according to Roger Servino, former director of HHS Office for Civil Rights. 
quote, by imposing an unscientific gender standard of care and requiring insurance plans to pay for it, the rule would result in sterilization, loss of sexual function, removal of healthy reproductive organs, and a plethora of unnecessary surgeries and chemical interventions with lifelong consequences, Severino said. And they want to include in this children. (laughs) this This is child abuse. And this administration is asking our country to do a slow, painful suicide. I'm sorry. You you cannot look at this and say, well, this is good. This is healthy. Yeah, let's go down this road. This sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Let's go ahead and, and let's promote this and encourage this. And if a child is confused, and listen, there are a lot of kids that are confused when they're, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. They don't know biology, mommy. Why do I have this down here and she doesn't? And, and I mean, why? There's there's confusion, and that and ninety nine percent of the times they outgrow it. But these perverted people want to go in and and do surgery on these kids when, frankly, the and again the statistics prove that over time they outgrow these things. You know, and for and for decades, not only conservatives but moderates, because I consider myself really a moderate. Um, I'm a conservative, but I'm kind of a moderate conservative. But for decades, you know, we have warned the Democrats. You know, when we start going down a little road in chunks, saying no, we can't go there because eventually we'll be here. Oh no, no, yeah. you're being yeah. you're being ridiculous. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yep. And now all of a sudden we say that men can get pregnant, and we we can't even talk about. But you can't uh, define what a woman is. Can't define what a woman is. You got You got to let's see. Uh, a person with the capacity for pregnancy. That's that's the new language now. Yeah. A person with the capacity for pregnancy. Hmm. The American Principles Project, a conservative advocacy organization, suggested that the rule would force healthcare workers to provide sex change treatments, along with forcing insurance providers to cover them. So once again, just like this um, new marriage act they want to put through. There, there's not going to be opportunity. If you disagree with this, too bad, you will be forced to participate in it. Doctors will likely be forced to facilitate sex change procedures for minors or else risk losing their jobs. The rule would also mandate that insurance companies cover these procedures, thus compelling Americans to subsidize them through their insurance premiums. Just what we said. Can't make it up. It is a sad state of affairs. It's, and it's like that uh, – I mean, every day it's like another issue like this that ex, that's extreme that, that's, that we're facing. And, you know, really just look back the end of um, – I mean, the end of Obama's uh, second term. <laughs> look where we were and the thing that, things that President Obama said he stood for and against. And we're like 180 degrees oh, yeah. oh, away yeah. from that. Oh, yeah. When, it, he, when he first went into office, he – Marriage is between a man and woman. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, marriage between a man and woman. Exactly. Just as just as adamant about that and confident in that position as anything. Yeah. And <laughs> I think Hillary said the same thing. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Listen, when we get back, a little bit of uh, good news. I'm not sure for what, why they decided what they did, but uh, one conference, uh, the Ivy League 
conference, or I guess, there, yeah, there's a Ivy League. Yeah, yeah. Ivy League. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually made a rational decision. I'm not sure it was uh, for noble purposes. It might have been to cover their fannies. We'll talk about that when we get back. Stay with us. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Quick look at your weather forecast tonight. Scattered thunderstorms early, then cloudy skies after midnight, a little near 75. Uh, by the way, it's raining at a good portion of our uh, listening areas on the way into the studios. And you can see off to the west, uh, dark, dark skies. But looking at the radar, it's already covering most uh, to the north most of our listening area to the south uh, you're going to get it in a little bit uh tomorrow mostly cloudy a stray shower a thunderstorm is possible high of 96 tomorrow night more scattered thunderstorms chance of rain tomorrow night 40 percent and then uh, partly cloudy skies on thursday with a high in the upper 90s so warm but we are getting a few showers that we need we really need some rain Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spin your summer poolside, courtside, or greenside, Ironwood has you covered. They offer a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fees. Headed to the beach, pack your clubs. Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact Membership Director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today, a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. All right. I am uh, – I, I, I just feel like being overly blunt today because I, I, I'm just – I'm so sick of the nonsensical garbage that is being fed – to us and forced upon us, the NCAA announced its conference selection for the 2022 Woman of the Year Award on Monday, naming Columbia University fencer Sylvie Binder, or Binder, I guess it is, as the Ivy League pick, overall national champion, and University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer Leah Thomas. Did not get the uh, nod. Binder, a senior from Armok, New York, was among the 577 overall students nominated for this honor earlier this month and was one of the eight athletes nominated from the Ivy League Conference. Binder beat out several other athletes for distinction, including Thomas, whose nomination in mid-January sparked a debate surrounding her ele- Thomas's eligibility. I refuse to say her eligibility. As... Uh, the transgender athlete. Thomas set records in the pool during the 2021-22 college swimming season, culminating in an NCAA swimming championship in uh, March. Uh, At the Ivy League championship in February, Thomas finished first in points out of 129 female swimmers, taking home first place in three events. Thomas won 100-meter freestyle in 47.63 seconds, which was a school and meet record time. Thomas, his setback as to why Thomas did not receive the honor of Woman of the Year was perhaps the fact that Thomas has a penis. <laughs> I mean, this is, this yeah, is, this is beyond the pale. <clears throat> and, and we're supposed to sit there and applaud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. A dangling participle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sorry, I, I, sorry, English teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Something dangling. Thomas swam for the men's swim team at Penn for three seasons, which makes sense as Thomas does indeed have junk in the trunks. Thomas was one of two individuals to be nominated for the NCAA Woman of the Year from the University of Pennsylvania. There was a tennis player uh, from Russia who was also nominated. According to the NCAA website, a school may nominate two individuals for the award if one of the two nominees is a student athlete of color or international student athlete. No doubt as the NCAA seems to be on a suicide mission, they will give additional exceptions for transgenders. I mean, the NCAA really does have a death wish. I mean, are they doing anything that is helping the cause? Well, they're getting ready to be over. I think the NCAA... I mean, the only thing they'll have going for them is the NCAA basketball tournament, which that's where they make most of their money but this whole new realignment of conferences and all i think it's going to make ncaa just a mute point but you know this, the sad part of this is the fact that years and years ago when i was in college i, I tutored in the athletic department and and not only male athletes but but female athletes and i, and I look back at to see how hard you know all of them worked but particularly at that time um when you know title nine was still just kind of in its infant stages, and just to see how hard they worked. And you got, you know, like these female swimmers that uh, the guy competed against. I'm not going to call them Leah. The guy competed against them. You know, they worked their tails off, probably started swimming, you know, eight, ten hours a day when they were five, six years old. Yeah. And particularly ones that say they're senior years, and they just have someone come in and just wipe everything away. And then – What's worse than that, the school, the, the Pennsylvania University of Pennsylvania, the other swimmers on the University of Pennsylvania, to, to be slapped in the face after this by nominating her Woman of the Year. Yeah. I mean, it's just you can't possibly explain that and, and tell me that makes sense. War on women. If you do, yeah, yeah where is um, – who's, who's some of the feminists that's always uh, yeah, standing up for yeah. women? Um, but, I mean, where are they? Quiet. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Crickets. It's all about politics and and messaging. And here's someone else that we've. Here's a few voters we think we can vie Democrat Party, and uh, it's uh, it's just unbelievable. Can't believe we're here. Well, and and I I will I will tip my hat to them. They have done a pretty good job at making a lot of people think that there are a lot of people that are in agreement with them. I am fully convinced that the if if you went out and did a legitimate poll the the percentage of people that think it was fair that this uh, Thomas individual was nominated as the women athlete of the year was was that fair i i think the numbers would be fairly high that they would say no absolutely not that yeah and the sport fair. that he competed with in college for 3 years he was ranked like 485 right and then immediately he's number 1 ranked what does that by, tell you i mean Give me a break. What does that tell you? I, I just can't. And for University of Pennsylvania to allow that, that just that just tells me all about, well, what I knew about higher education, particularly Ivy League higher yeah, education. That tells you a lot about Ivy League. Five six one eight two five five. Who do we have, Clark? Alex is on the line. Hey, Alex from Greenville. Hey, hey Alex. How are y'all? Doing, Doing well. Hope you are. Good. I was just listening to what you had to say about Leah Thomas. And uh, my question to you is, with what you know about the respect for marriage uh bill you're you're referencing yeah. would would y'all be in violation by saying he instead of she probably 
I was about to say, it, it pretty much is word police. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. now going to make you I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, you know, I remember decades ago when political correctness first came in, I remember chuckling to myself about how ridiculous it is and how can that possibly go anywhere. But these zealots, um, you know, they, they've gotten a little power, and, uh, boy, they're going to force it. They're going to they're gonna put the knife to your neck, and if you don't conform, uh, they're going to slit your throat. Yeah, to, exactly. your point, to your point, Alex, is it, is it now going to be uh, codified, codified that <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't misspeak? Uh, I mean, I can look at this guy, and I can't, call him, I, can't call him, I can't call him a girl. Yeah. I mean, this is a truly a modern-day example of the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. We're all supposed to sit back and say, oh, what a fine set of clothes the emperor has as he walks down the street stark naked. And it will be a child that will say, that guy's stark naked. What do you mean that guy's a girl? That guy's not a girl. He's a guy. <laughs> and, in fact, you go ask. You go ask. This this conversation came up with one of my grandsons not too long ago, and he, you know, his response was, "What? What are you <laughs> talking about, pops?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, grandson, that's uh, that's the world in which we live." Yeah, good point, Alex. Probably so. They'll, they'll probably toss me off the air. You know, I think we're truly truly living in a uh, a, a Lord of the Flies moment of where you have yeah. you know the 1954 novel by william golding one of my yep. favorite growing up and especially in high school when i read it in high school where you basically have a you know a desert island of kids yep trying to run a civilization and, and they're killing and, and, each other and that's yeah and they're killing each other and doing things that are just not morally right uh practically right pragmatically right and uh and everything and, that, and that's kind of where we're living in now yeah. and you know, I think back to the uh, November 2020 election, and I'm not going to word it exactly, but Victor Davis Hanson made a statement, you know, this time. He said, you know, presidential elections are normally about this and that, and he may name several things. I don't remember what it was. He said, but this time, this election is is plain and simple. It, you are voting for if you want civilization. And that, I mean, that is exactly right. Yep. Um, I mean, look just how far we have come since the election of November 2020 when uh, Joe Biden, you know, supposedly got a few more votes than donald trump what twelve thousand more votes uh to to win those districts um look how far we've come already yeah. i mean we're, we're almost to the point of we won't have a civilization if we advance two more years like we have the next and i wonder years. if that's their their uh I, game plan i think it's the end goal i i, I really think it's the oligarchs can, can we can they completely take us down in the next uh 24 28 months I think the oligarchs are trying to burn the system down so they'll be in complete yep. control of everything. Five six one eight two five five. Let's take a timeout. We'll be right back. Drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in news and views for a Tuesday. Interesting uh, story out of town hall. Liberals are now blaming conservatives for the SCOTUS Dobbs leak. Have you heard this? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. 
Good grief. They now are coming out, and CNN had a big story on this and interviewing people, and they were, you know, oh, I'm very serious about this. So the, the, the premise is John Roberts, who, as you know, he um, was in the middle. He, he supported Dobbs but didn't want to overturn Roe. Mm-hmm. And you had the five conservatives that wanted to overturn Roe and supported Dobbs. And then you had the three liberals that uh, didn't want to do either. Well, as the story goes at CNN, they had some uh, talking head over there who said that she's got inside information. So at CNN, so we can't question them. But but her story is that John Roberts was really working on convincing a couple of the other five to come over to his way of thinking that we could keep Roe and also support Dobbs. Well, their premise then is it was one of the conservatives that leaked it because as soon as it was leaked, it's, it, they, it, they became solid and firm in their decision and they wouldn't <laughs> back down. And, and that's, that's the logic they've got as to why it was leaked. Which I'm sorry, it doesn't pass the smell test, and logically, and everybody said, and listen, I'm, I'm sorry, just the way the conservatives at the Supreme Court behave themselves, uh, I, I do not see that coming out of one of the conservatives. I just no. don't. I'm no. sorry. Is, <clears throat> am, am I speculating here? Yeah, to a certain degree, but you look at the characteristics of the judges. On the other hand, however, I, I very much could see um, one of the. I, I'm not saying it's one of the justices. But I could see some flaming liberal that is clerking for one of the justices who got a hold of it who would have released it. You know, I, I, I don't – I would be surprised if it was one of the justices uh, – really any of the justices, to be honest with you. But um, regardless of if it was it was conservative aid of one of the uh, conservative justices, hey, I'm just as – I think it's just as wrong. But for them to come out and say this, like we always say – you know, the Democrats always point fingers at what they yeah. really did. Yeah. So now they're accusing yeah. of what they know they did. And I, I just I don't believe it. I'm sure it was I'm sure it was probably an aid of one of the justices. And, you know, CNN or whoever whoever reports on this ought to say, OK, just let's look at the decision, all the different decisions in the last few years. Um, the liberal justices almost 99 percent of the time take an activist position Mm-hmm. Even on things that are that should be a cut and dry decision, and sh- is it should, constitutional or is yeah, it not? should not even be a dissent. But they don't. They they take an active position on every single issue. Well, so. and, to, and to that end, it was very much an activist position that brought us Roe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. now you've got a conservative, constitutional, originalist majority on mm-hmm. the Supreme Court who overturns an activist decision from 1973. And what the liberals do, they they point the finger at the conservative, originalist, constitutionalist justices and saying, oh, look, they're being activists. Yeah, and you've got some really legal scholars now that are, are true. They're, they're first an advocate for the law before they are their activist position. And, and some of them vote Democrat. But there's a slew of them that said, "Yeah, it's you know, Roe wasn't right, right. <laughs> you know, and exactly. it happens all the time." But but no, the the Democrats and progressive now just uh, they want to ignore that. They want to ignore that Ruth Bader Ginsburg pretty much said it was not good law at the time. But yep. they want to ignore it now. Yep. 
So Dr. Anthony Fauci, a.k.a. Alfred E. Newman, was doing an interview on Monday with the Hills TV podcast, Vodcast Rising. This cut one, Clark. He claimed that he didn't recommend locking anything down through the course of COVID-19. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're you're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC is the public health agency Mm -hmm. that uses their epidemiologists and their science-based approach to make recommendations. You got to be kidding me. Hell, hell, (laughs) he, look. He, he was saying you couldn't go visit your family during Thanksgiving. Yeah. But he says not locking down? Good grief. I mean, he's a liar. And how any network can listen to any of the bullshit that comes out of his mouth is just unbelievable to me. March 12, 2020, supported school closures as a form of disease mitigation. April 10, 2020, attacked Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for considering reopening schools. April 12, 2020, gave his blessing for Bill de Blasio's plan to extend the closure of New York City schools. July 9, 2020, said states should shut down depending on the level of COVID spread. August 4, 2020, said schools should stay closed to prevent the spread of COVID while endorsing remote learning. August 13th, 2020, called for bars to be closed when he finally said schools should be open. September 17th, 2020, agreed with MSNBC's Chris Hayes that bars and restaurants should stay closed. October 6th, 2020, told then-President Trump to shut down the entire country. The entire country! December 7th, 2020, told California cities they didn't have a choice but to lock down again. Here he is in his own words. Cut two. And that there may be some areas that the level of virus is so high that it would not be prudent to bring the children back to school. The bars, the the restaurants where you have capacity seating indoors without masks, those are the things that drive the community spread. Closing bars and restaurants is a policy intervention, and it seems to me the evidence from Arizona and from Texas and from New York City, that would help us a lot if we kept those closed. Do you agree with that? I totally agree. Those are things that are crystal clear, Chris. Why California in certain sections is looking at the possibility of a lockdown. Well, they have new restrictions in place as of this morning. Those restrictions make make sense to you this morning? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I have been in discussion with the health authorities from the state of California who called me and asked, you know, they said, we feel we need to do this. What do you think? And I said, you know, you really don't have any choice. Do, do these morons not realize that there that is, is the big red flag? There yeah. is so much evidence out there, and recordings, and videos, and that they think they, they think. Well, if I lie, if I lie with a straight face, everybody would believe me. And if he goes on every network except for Fox and whatever some of these conservative networks out there, I mean, he's not going to get challenged on it. No. Any no. any journalist that was a true journalist would have just blew him out of the water. Just then said, Dr. Fauci, that's nonsense. <laughs> I but mean, you, he, every, what was it? Once a day he was going on TV saying stuff like that. Oh, are you kidding me? His <laughs> And he was loving every second of it. I mean, he could – there was not an interview that he didn't love. And look and, – and listen, they were smart. The liberals were smart that they had a tag team of Deborah Burks – and Fauci, and, you know, they were both constantly, you know, the scarf lady, constantly doing interviews. And and, and quite frankly, now, now you, you go back two years ago, 
and people that were challenging what they were said, I mean, they were vilified. Oh, yeah. Strongly vilified. And I'm talking about whether you're Republican, conservative, liberal. I'm listen, I I was constantly questioning them. And there was a lot of people that were really irritated with me for questioning them. Oh, yeah. We were kicked off social media platforms. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, people would uh with a lot more blue checks than we have, uh, you know, kicked off Twitter permanently oh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. it's ridiculous. And we're, we're actually officially kicked off. We're officially kicked yeah. off completely. We're never getting back on. I can't get it. They won't answer my reply. Oh, we're locked right. out. Hey, suspended. but that listen, that is a badge of honor, Clark. I'm proud of you getting right. us kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> with that, we we're gonna get kicked off because we got to run some ads. We'll be right back. Back to the show that really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all-powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So, for the record, it's summertime in the United States. Today is July 26, 2022. It's summer. Summer, last time I checked, summer is usually hot. July's hot. Always been that way. I'm, I'm 68 years old. I, summer's always been hot. Inconceivable. And, uh, and, and it always will be hot. And yet, the Biden White House released an extensive 10-point fact sheet this afternoon about how Biden is fighting extreme heat. Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> First one on his list is buy lots of ice cream cones for Cousin Eddie. Biden's officials claim to be, quote, lowering cooling costs for families, <laughs> mm-hmm. supporting community cooling centers, keeping workplaces safe, developing the first national heat standard to protect workers. I mean, only only the Biden administration, these progressives could possibly <clears throat> bureaucratically try to control Weather. <laughs> Not to mention overwhelmingly controlling this by using fossil fu- fuels to cool Bingo. down things. Good grief. Providing real-time data, <laughs> response resources, identifying and addressing disproportionate impacts, leveraging natural, uh, leveraging nature to cool down cities. And a big-ass fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 could you explain that? Leveraging nature to cool down cities. Investing in proactive resilience projects and funding innovative cooling technologies. That is the biggest list of BS <laughs> I've read in a long Le- time. Leveraging nature. Yeah. Now, how, how big an ego and narcissist do you have you got to be to say, I'm going to leverage nature? Well, they seem, they seem to think if you lower the CO2 that we're going to be able to uh, make things cooler and the, 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 they can control the level of the oceans. Uh, more specifically, the Department of Health and Human Services launched a, quote, climate and health outlook to inform health professionals of climate events expected in the next 30 to 90 days. And so oh, they can't even predict the weather for tonight. And they're going to tell us what the next 30 or 90 days are going to be. Plus, they want to tell us what the next 50 years are going to look like. And, and, and can you say Al Gore? Al Gore, the guy that told us that the polar caps would be melted by now. By 2012, I think, oh. which is, what, 10 years ago? They're yeah. still around. Yeah. And in fact, they're, I think they're larger than they were when he predicted that. <laughs> you, know, you know what's rich is when, you know, these 
<clears throat> these climatologists go out there, go up there to you know study the melting ice caps, and they get frozen in, <laughs> and they have to be rescued. Exactly. That's always funny to me. Now, now, listen, by the time they're 30 to 90 days, uh, you know, proactive bureaucratic action takes place, it's going to be September or October. And guess what? It's going to be cool again. But don't worry. They will take credit for it. Listen to Thomas Massey schooling pothole Pete on the ridiculousness of the left's green energy policies. Cut three. The average uh, household uses 17 percent of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison <laughs> to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will well, let be me help less you. Let me help you overall. with that first before we go on, because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50 percent adoption instead of 100 percent adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and, and Thomas Massey, if I'm not bad mistaken, is an MIT graduate, yeah. and yeah. I think he, he lives, lives off the grid. Yeah, he lives off the grid. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he's up from uh, out of Kentucky. Kentucky, I, think. I yeah. believe. Yeah. yeah, very bright smart guy. guy. Oh, really smart guy. Maybe. I mean, Thomas Massey to pothole Pete is is I mean it's not it's not a fair match. Taking to, a to knife Pete. to a gunfight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, thanks for being with us, and uh, pray for our country. We are in uh, dire straits. Pray for our country and uh, do what you can. Don't forget, call Tom Tillis. Tell him uh, don't vote for that uh, Marriage Restoration Act. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.